Hi, and welcome to the Mouse and More Podcast. I'm Chris, and tonight I'm joined by Bridget, Tony, Adam, and Liza. Hi, everyone. Hey. How are we doing tonight? You know, it's the same as the other night. It is. It's every day. Every day is like Sunday morning. You get up, you make pancakes, some bacon. I need to move in your house. Yeah, that's what we had. Well, Bridget told me about the, is it Golden Malt? Is that the name of the pancakes that Disney uses? Golden Malted, yeah. Okay, what? so yeah, well, so apparently Disney uses pancake mix and it's called golden malted. And apparently Mark is obsessed with it. So one day I was talking on the phone to Bridget and Mark popped in as he's apt to do and told me about the pancakes. And so I ordered it and I finally made them this morning and they were pretty good. Yeah, they're, I mean, obviously it's not Disney great. Like the waffle at Disney is a little more, it's lighter and it's like crustier. You know, obviously the ones you make at your house aren't going to be the same, but they have the same taste. Yeah. I mean, I thought the pancakes were actually a little better than the ones I'd had at Disney, to be honest. Hmm. Might be because I had like a bucket of syrup that I put on it. Whereas at Disney, you know, you just get the little thing and you feel like a hog if you ask for like, can I have an extra pitcher of syrup? And the mimosa probably helped. Yes. Yes, (laughs) exactly. So that is a good idea. What is that like? Orange juice and champagne, right? Mm-hmm. Or Prosecco. Okay. I like Prosecco. Ah, fancy. Um, the Italian champagne. Yeah. We actually use we, we actually use it, and it was good. Bridget, just let uh, Mark know. So. I will let him know. So the topic tonight was we were sort of talking about what we think Disney is going to look like in the next maybe 6 to 18 months and kind of talking about Bob Iger's discussion with the media and how he sees things maybe going. And so we thought we would just sort of like have a little round table and talk about our opinions and what we hope's going to happen. I know that for the travel agents and that's everybody, but Adam, we are getting questions from clients like, should I rebook? Should I do this, that, and the other? So it might just be a fun show. Just keep in mind, we really don't know anything. We're just basing this on, you know, some information that we see as far as booking patterns, but also what we've read in the media. So please, Please don't hold us to anything. So right now you can't make a reservation at Walt Disney World until June 1st. But that doesn't necessarily mean that Disney is opening June 1st, right? Correct. Mm-hmm. What's going on with Shanghai? And, and It's the same as it was. They've opened up like their downtown Disney area and another little right. area. Um, they're trying to now... Uh, but you have to have a temperature check, a QR code scan, and like I guess if you get tested, they will, or you get a physical checkup or something. They have like these QR codes that'll they'll scan just to make sure that you are clear. You're in the green zone and you can get in. But they haven't officially opened the actual theme park yet. But as of today, the some of the towns over there are they're getting back to more of a normal thing you know life but they're still doing lots of cautious measures but they are still they're slowly returning back to normal so the actual theme park itself isn't open yet no not yet that's interesting because i i kind of had only seen snippets and i assumed it was kind of open so that's well, they kind don't of really sad. hear a lot either i mean i don't that's not you know what i mean like i don't really see a whole lot about it Right. No, no. I mean, it's, it's so like, well, I don't, I don't really think the parks over in Asia, you know, other than in Japan, I don't, I don't really think they're that part of 
they're that much a part of life, you know, I mean, they're not, right. it's not like here where, you know, when Disney closed, even people who aren't big fans were kind of taken aback and shocked. That's when you kind of know things are serious when, you know, places like Disney close and then they, mm-hmm. you know, Okay, so I don't think anyone can really say if Disney is opening on June 1st or not. I know that you can make reservations after that. Who's done fast passes for clients? Because that was very interesting. Like if you were making fast passes for like June 1st, like initially you could only make fast passes for character meet and greets. You couldn't do it for every park. But then a few days into that week, I noticed that you could get fast passes for every park, but not necessarily like thrill rides. That's kind of something to kind of maybe is that a clue? I don't know. Maybe the parks are going to open gradually, maybe two parks instead of four. Um, What do you guys think about that? I think best guess Disney would love to have the parks open for June. Mm-hmm. You know, obviously they're going to do whatever is right for their clients. I don't think they want to open too early uh, and then risk, uh, you know, p- potential repeat customers getting sick uh, and, yeah. and not coming back. You know, in my mind, what I would like them to do is if you're going to open up, open up at a reduced capacity. And and this may sound kind of novel, but just open up for resort guests. Right. Mm. Don't, yeah. don't allow offsite patrons to come in. I think that's a really interesting idea, Tony, because like if you look at Galaxy's Edge opening last year in Disneyland, park attendance, you could only go into the park if you had a resort reservation. Now, they did drop that requirement in about maybe two weeks into that. They started letting pass holders come in and things like that because they didn't have the crowds that they had anticipated. But I thought that worked really well. And it might even work better in World just because you have fewer pass holders. Yeah, I think you've also got the fact that if you're at the world, then you can undergo medical screenings maybe at your resort and not, uh, you know, have to do it at the park because there's there's talk of, you know, potentially having to scan, going through a a temperature scan to get into the park, you know, bag check and and temperature scan. Right. Uh, They were doing it over in Asia. Uh, in the parks when when the coronavirus was first, you know, rearing its ugly head. Uh, So can they bring that to the U.S.? You know, I I think you need to be diligent. You know, it's kind of like the transition from, uh, you know, how the parks opened on uh, September 11th, 2001, uh, and then how the parks reopened, like, on September 13th, 2001. You know, it's going to be a completely different world. You know, all of a sudden, bag checks and security became the the order of the day so i wouldn't be surprised if you know there's temperature checks and maybe those hand washing stations come back maybe there's more permanent hand washing stations put in you know are we going to see masks you know is is, is the big uh, thing going to be masks ponchos and those little black knit gloves now are those going to all be disney branded and, and they'll be selling those for you know two bucks a piece or whatever uh but you know it, it's it's going to change as much as we want it to go away, it's not something that's going to go away overnight. People are still going to be scared. People are going to be diligent. People are going to, you know, want to have safeguards in place. Maybe it's overkill. You know, maybe once the warm weather comes and we've got a handle on this thing, it disappears. And, you know, hopefully we don't see it again. And there's a vaccine developed and everything is, you know, uh, sunshine and, and blue sky. In reality, you, you, you have to you have to look at the fact that we need to be more vigilant to keep this from spreading and, you know, coming back. Mm-hmm. Uh, if that made sense, that was just kind of yeah. like a run on thought. I think even from the perspective of 
they had to let I don't know how many thousand uh, college students go home. They won't be coming. Like, like I read somewhere that the summer kids who were supposed to come in in June have been told don't come. So you need fewer guests if you're going to have fewer cast members. And those those cast members are a lot of the frontline people on the rides and the quick service locations. So it kind of would make sense if they're running with, you know, more full-time people, no college kids. You know, it just kind of makes sense to have fewer people in the park. But I also thought it was interesting that there are predictions that Disney for fiscal year 2021 will be at 50% capacity. I don't believe that, by the way. What do you guys think about that? I don't believe that. I don't believe it either. At all. If people want to go to Disney, they're going to go to Disney. And we said this in the very beginning when everything hit. We said, cruise, kind of scary. All-inclusives, definitely scary. But Disney fans are extremely loyal. They trust the they trust the product, even they trust their cruise lines. So you know where cruise has gotten hit pretty hard, of course. So I don't believe that Disney is going to be at fifty percent capacity for twenty twenty one. And also, think about this: it's the fiftieth anniversary. Right. Bridget, you you've yeah. been canceling and rebooking clients what is your experience with that i have it's like 50 50 some are rebooking for 2021 and then some are just holding off until they want to rebook they're ready to rebook they just want to wait and see what happens as to when they can go so i have like one client who you know he's been really busy at work and i i kind of forget what he does but it just because of everything that's been going on with you know, COVID and everything, he, he's like, I'm so busy here. I can't even begin to think of when we can go next. Yeah. Um, but he knows he's going to go. It's just a matter of when. And then I had another client who was going to rebook for the fall. And he said, you know what? I think I'm just going to wait it out and just see what, like where we, where, where everything falls and when everything's kind of back to normal, then we'll go, you know? So it's, it's been kind of a mix. Every, there are some people that are just want to wait it out and see what happens. And yeah. when things are back to normal, that they can travel with their family safely. And then others that just got, went ahead and rebooked for 2021, the same time the following year. Okay. So it gives them a little more time to save too. Um, yeah. You know, and maybe they can do it up a little bit more. So call um, me crazy, but but I see a, a wonderful marketing opportunity for Disney here. Mm-hmm. I agree. Fifty years 100%. celebrating fifty years with fifty percent of the new rides and attractions that we promised you, <laughs> and only fifty percent uh, park capacity. Hey, yeah. I'll take it. Fifty percent. Yes. But you know what I've been thinking about is how are they going to do lines now? You know, because you're all in a line and you're close to one another. And and so it's kind of, that's a dilemma that I'm not sure of how that's going to go if this isn't completely eradicated by the time that they let us in. Have you ridden Dumbo? Oh, you mean like that area where the kids all play together? Yeah, a lot of that's not a bad idea, really. A lot of people have been saying virtual queues. Yeah, like the boarding passes, even. Yeah, Yeah. like on your phone, Mm -hmm. and then they tell you when you can come back and ride it. There, that could actually help out a lot if because then you're not confined to a space with someone. If like you know somebody is sick in the line, I mean, I feel like the prevention and how far this is gonna go it's gonna like lead to a lot less people getting the flu even i mean because we're all just gonna be i'm hoping that we continue so we can you know maybe not get as sick as often or maybe it'll help people out in the long run but 
if they would have sanitizing stations before you get on the ride, when you get off the ride, if they would periodically have some way to sanitize the cars that you ride in, in you know, here and after every hour or something you know or whatever just i think that that what what about between each guest i mean you you get off of you know big thunder mountain railroad and now you're going to send a a cast member in to wipe everything down um so maybe well that that might be a concern of people that might you know that might keep people away from the parks or if disney says well we're going to wipe every vehicle down between guests you know now that five thousand person per hour capacity uh, you know, goes down to 2,500 person, you know, so then they have to do crowd management. Then do you really go back to 50% crowds? You know, so it it really depends on, you know, and we're spitballing things out here. We don't know if any of this is going right. to happen. But if Disney were to do something like that, like say, hey, we're going to disinfect every car as people get out, but it's going to affect ride times, which is going to make us have to go into some type of crowd management situation which is why we're only gonna bring in 50 percent of the guests you know that that'll make your guests feel great as long as you're one of the 50 percent of that capacity that can get in there you know and i I forget who said it earlier might have been chris but you know disney fans are intently loyal and yeah they are once disney opens the parks there there's just a segment of people who are like disney's open i'm ready to go i know they're doing what's right right. exactly yeah same here I, um, I, I was going to say they're somewhat, you know, they're somewhat lemmings, but oh, it's, it's it's because of Disney's, you know, it's because of the history with Disney and them taking care of their guests. So I don't, I, I don't know. I will say one thing. I mean, I I feel safer with Disney as a product than I do with a lot of others. I agree. Or you even in Universal as well. I mean, I just I'm not sure how I would feel about getting on a giant cruise ship. I would get on a Disney ship. I mean, everybody knows I my Alaska cruise was actually canceled yesterday, and I rebooked it for July. You know, I have faith in. You know, if if I'm able to go, if they say it's safe to go, I'm going to go. Now, will I be sanitizing everything and washing my hands a lot more? Yes, but I'm not. I'm not that concerned at this point. And we are like the social distancing champions here. I mean, we haven't gone anywhere or done anything. But you know, I I do have faith that at some point it's going to be safe. And I I think it's sooner rather than I think what other people think. And maybe that's just wishful thinking. I would really love for the summer to be a, a summer when we can all vacation. You know, maybe not oh. everybody's going to feel comfortable, but. Yeah, I yeah. think that when we can finally go somewhere, it's it, we're going to have people just, you know, trying to go somewhere like really bad because it's it, this has been really difficult to not yeah. go and to know you can't go. So right, people are going to want to travel because they need to, they just need a change of scenery and they yeah they they want to get out. But like well, I was thinking, wouldn't it be nice if they did, if the parks took on a little bit of of cruise line in that those hand washing stations and the kids right. club. If they had those, like, you know, after you, you know, go through, you know, when you go through park entrance or you certain points of, in the in the park or even in the I restroom, could, they always have like a cast member. Sta- they were always like the magic. When we were on the yeah. magic, they were always standing right outside that bathroom, ready to go in and then clean. So maybe they need to hire more people so they can go in, more custodial, so they can go in and clean those bathrooms and be a little yeah. more on yeah. top of them. I think at a certain point, people are really going to get sick of being at home. And even if there's a tiny bit 
more risk, you know, obviously not like right now, but I mean, like, if there's still a degree of risk, I think people are willing, going to be willing to take it. And I think, you know, for me, because I see what you guys are booking and what you're not booking, what I'm seeing is everyone is pretty much rebooking. These clients, we have had very few clients who outright canceled and didn't say, okay, here's my plans, book this. Most of our clients have rebooked, which has helped us a lot because as a travel agency, when people aren't traveling, it is scary financially for us, especially as a new agency. I'm seeing people rebook. And a friend of mine called me today and she said, I want to go in November. What do you think the crowds are going to be like? And I'm like, look, I have been having trouble getting pop century in November. And I really have. Like I've had to adjust dates for people and stuff like that. Pop Century and Port Orleans Riverside have always been kind of my, sort of my indicator of what crowd levels are like. And I don't know if any of you kind of think that way, but like I can always put someone in Animal Kingdom Lodge. I can always put someone at Caribbean Beach, but if I can't put you in pop, it's busy. And so that tells me that the you are going to see spike a spike in attendance. I just don't think the predictions of 50% are going to be true. Now, how they manage that, and I, I think Tony's correct, if you just had on-site guests, I think that would be fantastic. Just for my own personal you know, use, that'd be great. Um, <laughs> I wonder how much uh, just having on-site guests would reduce park crowd levels. Well, and mm-hmm. when you think about it, you know, I mean, there's only 26 hotels and some of them aren't even very big. Now, you have a hotel like a resort like Art of Animation that can house 10,000 people. There are 10,000 heads on pillows if that's at full capacity, but it's never at full capacity. So, you know, maybe you have a couple hundred thousand people in Disney hotels a night. Does that make sense? Well, I don't know. I mean, I guess it depends on time of year, I guess, you know, and what's going on, but how much actual, how many actual guests are coming from offsite? And is it a huge number? Is it a significant number or is it not? I mean, I don't I know. I think it's significant because look at the parking lots. The average guest is in driving and you look at those parking lots and they are packed. Yeah, that's so. true. A lot of them don't drive. Uh, a lot of them take the bus. Although we like to drive. Yeah, that's because we're impatient. Adam gets a car. Yeah, that's true. What do you think, Adam? One thing you got to remember is, you know, each state is going on its own rules in terms of when they're going to let people congregate. So, you know, uh, California seems to be a little more strict than the state of Florida in terms of when they're going to let people start to, you know, become together again. And Florida could change based upon how, you know, things project, etc. So... You know, Disney is at the mercy of whatever the governors of Florida and California decide when they're allowed to open up. And then, like, I know Florida was, or still is, requiring people coming from New York, New Jersey, Connecticut to self-quarantine for 14 days. So somebody like me, if I fly down to Florida, I'm not even allowed to go anywhere for two weeks. I have to stay in one spot. So is that going to continue um, yeah. You know, into oh my the God! I hope not. I, don't I know. can't imagine. I hope not too. And the other problem now we're having is because nobody's flying. These airlines are having to cut costs, so they've been cutting down their their flight schedules. So there are not a lot of flights going anywhere right now. And how long does that last depends upon how much you know reservations bookings are going to have. It's, I will um, say I I booked a flight out to Los Angeles in July and I had booked it on like maybe Thursday 
and I paid 274 round trip from here to Atlanta and I changed it yesterday when I had to change my cruise and it was like a hundred bucks round trip. Yeah, these flights are they're insane. Very, yeah, very inexpensive, which reminds me I need to cancel one. But um, <laughs> me too. For April. I do not think Disney's gonna open up at partial capacity. The only thing I can see happening is them not opening up Epcot because yeah. it's under so much construction and they need a lot of cast members to fully operate that park. If they don't think they're going to get the crowds, then I could see them just opening up the three parks. But for the, a park to be open, there's a, there's a bottom level of cast members that are required anyway. So if they're going to have at least those people hired and working... I could just see them not really, I don't want to say not caring, but I could just see them saying, look, we're open. Like, whoever comes, comes. And why, you know, they're going to turn away guests and, and they return away money when they've been closed for, you know, at that point, two months. And also, I mean, the Disney company itself, you know, is really not making any money right now because nobody's seen their movies. They're not producing any new TV shows. And ESPN isn't showing any new sports because there are no new sports on TV. So they need to, you know, start making something soon. And uh, I I think they're going to want to open these parks up as soon as, you know, they're allowed to. And I think once when it happens, then they'll be open. I don't think, I don't think there'll be any restriction, except for the Epcot thing. I could see the Epcot just not opening. But at the on the flip side, Epcot makes a lot of money, I'm sure, with restaurants and alcohol sales. Yeah. And... That's something that people, you know, will want to enjoy. A, a sitting. That's the thing that none of us can do right now is go to a restaurant and, you know, and, and socialize. And that's the thing you do in Epcot. So go to a restaurant and right. socialize. You can do that in Shanghai now. It's the only time you can take your mask off. In the downtown what, in the Disney? In the restaurant. Oh, my oh. goodness gracious. So... Liza asked how many rooms there were on what the capacity was of the resort rooms. And there are just under 36,000 rooms on property. And so if you look at four people per room, which is probably a high average, it's like 144,000, you know, give or take a night. So I don't know. I think you could fill four parks like that. It'd be pretty great, actually. What's the average attendance on a regular, like, I wonder what the average attendance was of the park. Capacity at the Magic Kingdom is about 100,000. Yeah, it's pretty high. And I would imagine Epcot is pretty close to that, right? Just because it holds crowds pretty well. Hmm. Maybe pre-construction, yes, but now it might be different. But um, so you make a really valid point too. Is it like because and Bridget and I were just there. It is an absolute mess in Epcot. Not a mess as far as like a construction zone, like sloppy, but just like it's hard to get around. There's all these walls. Even with Flower and Garden, it just didn't look that great. I mean, and you, your your company does construction. You have no insight. I mean, I guess they're not working at all, right? We are not working on Disney construction projects in the parks. We have contracts to do work that you guys all know about, uh, new right. stuff, and we were completely, you know, shut down. We, they're not letting us go in. Universal, not to get off the subject, but Universal has is doing some construction work. Not everything. It depends upon how much space there is and how many people are on site. But Universal is allowing some construction projects to happen on their parks. But anything Disney, they've stopped. 
That's interesting how they're just, they're not doing anything at all. You know, what's weird to me is like I drive around, like if I go to the grocery store or something um, and there's so much construction going on on the streets and I keep thinking, okay, I'm surprised it's still going on, I guess, you know. But I guess, like like Adam said, it's different wherever you go. So. Yeah, I like New Jersey, we still are allowed to do construction. So we're at my company. We have some jobs that are still going on, but some specific jobs have closed because they want to close. So And there's nothing we can do about it. So it just really depends upon, you know, the, the situation. And But they have been doing a lot of road construction up here. Yeah. Because there's nobody, there's not a lot of people driving. And I, I guess the state that controls that is like, you guys can continue to, you know, do your road construction. So, but it's all depends upon how the state's going to have it. Yeah. Our governor shut stuff down fast. I mean, he was, I'll be honest, he was really, really quick to do, to just, you know, close everything down. But I don't know about construction. Like, I know I have a friend whose husband is an electrician and she's kind of worried about, like, you know, his jobs and what's going on there. But it's a, I probably depends on what you're doing. If it's home construction, like there's a development going up next to ours, nothing's been going on there. But I bet if it has something to do, you know, that's more of like an economic thing, like a, you know, a business building or, you know, something like that, it may still be happening. It may still be happening in the city. I don't know. We're in the suburbs. You know, I think it just depends on where you are and what's going on. But it does seem to be like it, you know, if they're if they stopped everything in Disney, you know, you certainly don't want those people out there. But at the same time, if they're outside and not in an interior building with a large group of people, you know, maybe it would be okay. But I don't, you know, obviously, I'd rather them safe than anything else. It's just interesting. Now, I mean, like, I think if they start doing like health checks, if they take your temperature, I don't, you know, especially like Tony said, if they do it at the resorts, that doesn't seem like that you know, big of a burden. And I think I would love, even if this hadn't happened, it would have kind of been nice to see more hand-washing stations around the park. If you, you know, especially Mm -hmm. if you could find a way to kind of, you know, the, the temporary ones they had were not very attractive and frankly, they didn't work very well, but I could see them knocking out some of those pretty fast. Well, and you know what? Like, so when I went down there, when I was down there at the beginning of March, we had to do a ship tour and Mm -hmm. all of this stuff was, while we're down there, all this stuff is just like, like it's all coming, you know, popping up, you know, bubbling up. I think you guys were like the last training they had down there. They just shut it all down. Yeah. Yeah. You got lucky. Yeah. They kept, they kept telling us about the ship tour. You're going to have to fill out a form about your health. And so we're like, all right. And they kept prepping us and telling us what was going to be the form. Okay, fine, whatever. I'll fill out the form. And we got to the port and within 10 minutes of arriving to that port, everything changed. Oh my and gosh. then they were they had to take our temperature, and those nurses were out there. I mean, there were I mean maybe ten, no, not ten, maybe like eight of them, and taking our temperatures with the, just like you know like the thermometers, the temporal thermometers, the ones that you know you can just put on your forehead or hold away from your forehead and take your mm-hmm. temp. They was so, it Grandma it was, Jenny's you know, special thermometer? It was. It was. <laughs> mm-hmm. They asked you to come back to a room. <laughs> <laughs> But grandma so Jenny, is that right. her name? Your grandma? That, that's what I'll call her for the show. Okay. <laughs> but it was it was very fluid. I mean, they switched gears fast. I mean, so you know, you know Disney. They're no joke. I mean, they'll right. get it done, get it done quickly, and make it efficient. Well, and as, that's as well as they can. 
That's when, when like everything closed, I remember saying to someone, you know, they have access, you can bet, to information we're really not hearing. So mm-hmm. I feel that, you know, frankly, I feel that by setting a June 1st, you know, not allowing bookings before June 1st, I feel that they have enough data to kind of feel comfortable with possibly having guests in the parks by then. Now, will it happen? Maybe not, but I could see them making that decision based on what they know. Because you're right, Disney is no joke. I have a little question here. We know that this virus and a lot of other viruses, you don't have symptoms and you're asymptomatic, but you're still contagious. So to me, the thermometer, the temperature check, I get it. But then again, it's like, "Mm, I didn't have a fever yesterday, but then, oh, I got one today. You know, I mean, I don't know. I just don't even know. I don't know. It's the most reliable way to tell if someone has that particular. It's not. It's not. Because people have it that don't have a fever. And you could have some, you know, you could just have a common cold. You might have allergies. You might have, there's, you might have a high body temp. Right. There's so many other variables that go into that, that they're going to have to be, it's going to have to be a little more specific. Like maybe when you check in at your resort, you have to fill out a form. Like you got allergies or you got a sinus infection. I mean, what you going to do? Yep. Oh my gosh, I've been sneezing so much. I mean, it's like so bad. And then I just like, it's not the Rona. Good. I just Mm -hmm. fallen. I have a question, and this is specifically for Tony because he's our cruise guy. Tony, how do you, like, what do you think about DCL? Like, I have, I will tell you what I've read, which is that their bookings are up 9% for 2021. Yeah, I think 2021 is going to be a banner year for them. 2020, back half of 2020 is going to be a little rough. Uh, we already know there's an, an issue with Canada allowing ships uh, from outside in, uh, and that's not going to happen through at least July. Uh, so a lot of... Uh, July 1st. Don't yeah. jinx me. I'm supposed I to know. be on that ship on the 13th. I know. I got a, uh, I got a buffet full of bacon and donuts to make my way through. So, so there are potentially some Alaskan and Hawaiian itineraries that will... You know, that might not get done. Ships are so difficult. The, the good thing about the ships is that they've been dealing with the norovirus for so many years that I think they've got good practices in place. You know, between, you know, Bridget was mentioning the hand washing stations and the cleanliness on the ship and, and the protocols that you have to do, you know, going into dinner and, and taking the disinfectant towelette. And I think there's a lot more, a lot more attention to detail paid as far as processes to combat viruses and and whatnot so i think that people are going to jump back on on cruises um as soon as it comes back a lot quicker than the parks i don't know i I, i'm kind of dumbfounded you know i I think next year is going to be a really good year but this year this year is just going to be tough you know i've had a couple of clients uh cancel and they're not rescheduling you know and unfortunately it's it's not only a corona issue but people are canceling cruises for December because they're not getting the overtime now that would have paid for a cruise in December. You know, that's not even considered by Disney to be a a corona affected cruise. Yeah. But as far as guests are concerned, you know, it is affecting them because they're not working, they're not making money, they're not having money for those uh additional uh luxuries that they would normally have. Mm. But, you know, that being said, you know, if there's any one group that is dead set on going on a Disney cruise vacation, it's Disney fans. So you know, I think once things are done, once the ships are back, they're gonna be they're gonna be packed 
You know, I, I just think that it's you don't know when the cruise lines are going to start up again. The dream, the magic, and the fantasy are just hanging out in Florida. They're doing quite well. Uh, the Wonder has had 38, I think, 38 crew come down with coronavirus. Nobody tested positive at the end of the last cruise between guests and crew. Uh, but all of a sudden, 38 crew members have come down with it. So, you know, uh, ships are just, it, it, ships are a very tough environment to keep a virus down. Do you mean there may have been some virus on board that they they just got from a surface or something after, you know, this long or what? Well, I, I think that they found with the princess ships, they found evidence of the coronavirus living for 17 days. Oh, my goodness. Uh, yeah. In some of those on some of those cabin surfaces. See, this is what I'm wondering. Exactly where would that be? Like some little right. like I'm a I'm a crazy cleaner. Like anyone who knows me knows that I'm like, oh, cross contamination. I understand that completely. Let me wipe everything down. I mean, I'm crazy. So I'm wondering, like, what did they miss? Was it like a little crack in the shower? I mean, I don't know. Yeah, I, I, I don't know, because, you know, they, they're talking about how in you know, paper bags it lasts for four hours, and on styrofoam mm-hmm. it's it's nine days, and, oh, you know, goodness. on, you know, I, I'm just throwing that out there, you know, and on plexiglass it's, it's 47 and a half hours, and, yeah. you know, so, okay, figure out what surface it lives on for 17 days and get rid of that surface. Yeah. You know? Right. Yeah, like how, I'm, that's what I was wondering, like, how did they know that it was in there? And it lived for approximately seven. Well, they probably days. took swabs and, you know, from different things and labeled it. So I thought Tony made a good point about finances because one of my clients, and this really illustrates to me, you have a lot of people out there who are small business owners. And I'm, you know, obviously I know a lot of travel agency owners and, you know, I'm kind of focused on that. But a close friend of mine, she, has she owns a massage therapy practice and she was going on it it wasn't dcl but it was another cruise line in november her whole extended family it was a big trip and they they canceled because they're dependent on making money right now like tony said to pay for that cruise in november and they can't do that and so even someone who has you know in her case a really successful business it's not happening you know for a couple months she really can't do her job and that is something that is kind of scary is people, you know, financially, trips are the first things to go. It really is. Like, it's the first things people mm-hmm. give up. So I think from that standpoint, you will see crowds maybe not being as, you know, high. But I don't know. I just, like I said, you know, when I look at November and Pop Century, I don't see a lot. We'll have to see, I guess. Well, I have rebooked everybody. Like nobody is really. That's well, right. My yeah. Disney World people, my Disney World people, they've all moved. They've all just wanted to keep moving it and keep moving it because they yeah. don't want to let it go. Cruise Line, different story. World, they want to hold on, you know, well, and I don't blame them. I'm holding on. I'm going to make 15 reservations, mm-hmm. see which one sticks. Oh, I have multiple <laughs> Disneyland reservations. Uh, oh, I mean, I feel kind of guilty because I, I can't afford the ones I have. You know, I can't afford four different trips. I'm really only doing one. But yeah. I'll tell you what, I'm not giving those up until, because, you know, and especially for us, like our summer ends at the end of July. I really want to take my kids on a trip. We didn't go anywhere for 
February break, it'd be nice to go somewhere. Yeah, there's a lot of small businesses that you don't really think about. Yeah. And, and and then you think, oh my gosh, the nail salon, they're gone. The hairdressers. They oh Anybody my who's got to have physical contact, like massage therapists, hairdressers, nail salon, which God knows we're all complaining about our hair. Like every time Bridget and or Liza and I have a conversation, hair is going to come up. Although Bridget, your hair usually looks good, I have to say. Well, Nick was like can you maybe like trim my hair or something? And it really doesn't look that bad. But I was like, you know, come, you know, end of April, we're going to have a problem. And I was like, Miss Miss Felicia is not going to want me to do that because then it's like a problem. If you don't cut it right, then they've got to fix it. And he was looking at me. He's like, why can't you just cut it? I'm like, let's just shave it. Let's just do a buzz cut. And he was like, uh, no. (laughs) Oh, I tried to trim my younger son's bangs and he looked like Mo from the Three Stooges and (laughs) I quit. I'm not willing to go there. (laughs) You can't cut it straight. You got to cut it like at an angle or something. I told him he looked good. I was like, oh, you look good, but let's stop. Let's see what it looks like. <laughs> let's see what happens. You know? Yeah. Just watch a YouTube video. I did watch. I, I did. I took your advice. I watched the YouTube video. I don't have the skills. I'm not, not even going to lie. And I didn't really have the equipment either because, like, my I may have been using, like, some really old kitchen shears because those are my sharpest. I'm just right. happening. No. <laughs> Cut chicken bones with these two. In <laughs> hair. Oh what the no. heck? You know. Okay. Because I, I cut my kids' hair. Yeah. Um, but they're I think girls, though. Okay. So. I think it's girls, it's easier. Yeah. I cut my natural hair. Do you? I shave it up, clip it up. I have professional scissors and clippers. I, clip I know it up, all about it. those clippers. Because you use those on the dog, too. Yeah, I did. <laughs> I did. And I'm like, you know what? It's metal. Okay. It's not going to. I mean, whatever. My no dog's more patience more, than I do, Liza. My dog's more sanitary than anything. He doesn't oh. like to go outside. He's like, eh, I don't want to go outside, but he stinks. But he's like <laughs> old. He's like 20 or something. I don't know. Okay, Bridget suggested just as a way to kind of be hopeful and, and you know, think about positive things. We wanted to talk about our next trips when, when they are. So I'm going to go with Tony first. Tony, when's your next trip and where are you going? Uh, my next trip is scheduled for three days from now, uh, April 10th. <laughs> However, I have a feeling that's not going to happen. <laughs> so we, we have rebooked for August 7th. At which point we found out that the high school dance team has scheduled dance camp for that week. Nice. So we have since rescheduled that for August 15th. Okay. And I'm hoping everything's done because I would finally like to ride Rise of the Resistance. Don't you just, this is the saddest thing, right? Like you've been waiting for this for so long. It's like the world is conspiring against you, Tony. His whole life. It is. Amen. It's like when I was trying to become a man. <laughs> I don't know what that means, but it's funny. Um, mm-hmm. Okay. All right. Speaking of becoming a man, Adam. Oh, thank God you went to Adam. My- <laughs> look, look, okay, that was his tinny laugh. His like, <laughs> okay. All right, go ahead, Adam. <laughs> My next trip is in 19 days. Okay. April 23rd. But I, I actually. canceled that for you? Yes, you did. You canceled okay. that. And they canceled the reservation, the dining. But I I got to make sure I get reimbursed for the Joe Rody lunch I was supposed to do. Oh, I prepaid shit. for that, I think. 
Oh. Yeah, you did. You paid ahead of time for that. Yeah, so I got to make sure they refund me for that. So then, if that doesn't, that's not happening. So then, the end of May, I'm supposed to go with Liza and her family. Mm-hmm. And if that doesn't happen, then right now I'm scheduled for the end of June to take my sister. And I'm really hoping that happens. If that doesn't happen, then I'll probably reschedule for August 15th with Tony because that would be like a w- 10 days after my birthday and uh, I'll crash their vacation. So, Okay. So I don't understand why you never crash my vacation. Like, I'm not going to take it personal, but I'm just going to say <laughs> I'm... I've got a trip booked for June 1st through the 7th. I have a trip booked. Basically, the entire month of July is blocked out. I've got faith. And then I'm going in December. July, well, July, I could, I could do, July, I could do because that Bridget and Mark are supposed to go July. Oh, shoot. Spoiler. For when she gets to talk. (laughs) Um, But, uh, so yeah, July might do, the, the, First week of June, no, if I go with the end of May, then that's like right after right. that. But uh, well, de- December is, you know, Christmas, and I should be with my own family for Christmas. I should so, no. <laughs> also, I'm I'm on the West Coast for that, so oh. I'm not doing any, I don't think I'm doing World. I mean, I'll go anywhere. Like, I don't even care. If they open a park in the United States, I am going to go. So <laughs> I would the, go if they'd only open the Rapunzel bathroom. <laughs> just for that, the bathroom. It is I'm a nice bathroom. bathroom. I need to go somewhere in Magic Kingdom. Is a Rapunzel bathroom. Oh, uh, yeah. we, you know what? You're there. <laughs> we actually need to review our favorite bathrooms again. It's been a while. We've, you know, that was when we first started out. We only had like what four of us on there. That's a great show topic because bathrooms are important. But I need to refresh my memory. <laughs> so we need well, to go back. A while. Well, no, it could be like the new bathroom review because you know those bathrooms when we go back are going to be prime time. Yes. Yeah. Then we need to go right away as soon as they Yeah, yeah I, that's what I do. I walk a couple feet and I'm like, eh, where's the bathroom? <laughs> if, if they have 50% capacity, that's like more, you know, that's like a pretty posh situation with the bathrooms. I mean, you're just like breezing in there and breezing out. You're not having to wait. There's no like fighting in front of the mirror. You know how like the bathrooms only have like one mirror and you're like, come on, I just got to put the sunblock on. What if they bring back the bathroom attendant? Oh, that'd be nice. Yeah. I think that that's going to be a job position after this. Can I tell you something? I don't know if if any of you ever have to route through Atlanta, but... We have the best bathroom attendants in the Atlanta airport. It is absolutely the best. There's a couple ladies. I love them. I see them every time I go there. And they're just are like, don't forget your phone. You know, that kind of thing. Leave it to Atlanta. Philly's like, whatever. Yeah. (laughs) Our bathroom ladies. There's the bathroom. Hope it's clean. (laughs) I actually have airport pride when it comes to the airport here. I really do. It's the best airport in the whole world. It's very clean. Everything you need is in that airport. And we have the best ladies in the bathroom. So I digress. We'll do a bathroom show some other time. Let me go over to Liza. When's your next trip? I, I actually know the answer to this. Well, it's supposed to be at the end of May, beginning of June. Okay. If that doesn't go on, if we don't, if I can't go, I'm moving it to July. Okay. If I can't go in July, I'm moving it to September. 
Okay, last but not least, Bridget. So we're scheduled for July. And I'm well, and I'm hoping it happens. If it doesn't happen in July, then I'll probably try to move to the fall at some point. But right now, I'm really holding out hope for July. I think it's far enough away, but I mean, who knows? Who knows? And like, like we've said, it depends on all the different governors and states and everything else and what states are doing. But, but I'm still planning like I usually am. I'm putting my pa- my fast passes together in May, so I've got my list. Mm-hmm. So we'll see. We'll see what happens. Well, I'll be there in July if I if I don't get to go at the end of May. I'm gonna be jealous okay. if all of you end I'll up be going there. then. I'm going. going. Well, I mean, see, here's my deal. Like when they cancel my cruise for June 8th, I did rebook it on the 13th. There were a lot of people who had those Alaska cruises who rebooked that day because there was availability. I I don't know if it's going to go or not. If it doesn't, I'll probably be down there. So if if it's open, I mean, God knows. Like I said, I'll go anywhere. And I'm not used to like, I don't know. This is like hard. You know, I didn't. I didn't think I would miss Disney this much. So. Oh, what? Yeah, I, I did. It's also the fact that like you can't it's not go. open, so you just can't go. Right. Exactly. It's always there. Right. So you can go whenever you want, and now you really they're they're telling you no, you can't come. Tell me I exactly. can't go, and I want to go. Yeah, exactly. it's true. I think. Well. <sighs> Hopefully, we'll cross our fingers and hope everyone stays home. I mean, whenever I see something on the news when someone's from Florida and they're not social distancing, I'm like, stop it. I you know, know. Get back in there. Get back inside. So, <laughs> Get in your hole. Get in your yeah. hole. Well, well, the whole state makes hard. their money off of tourism and then people aren't staying home. That's insane. Mm-hmm. Well, I think, you know, this has really brought to my attention just how big of an income thing the tourism is income thing i'm so professional how big of an income thing it is don't put me on the news guys <laughs> but how big for the economy and how many places depend on tourism for so much money right like i mean they've got a huge well, tourism mm, oh yeah yeah, yeah. Florida. florida is so dependent on tourism they don't have state income tax they get so much money coming in from every you know sales yeah. tax from people like us right. to the point where Florida's going to have its own problems you know paying bills because they lose the state of Florida is losing out on income yeah. that that other states still would be getting because you know something like unemployment insurance is considered taxable income in like New Jersey and New York so even though if you were to be unemployed you still are feeding into the income the tax system and you know New Jersey still making money. Florida doesn't have that. So if nobody's buying anything in Florida, it's, you know, they're, they're not making as much money as they would like to. So it, it's kind of, you know, you got to you gotta be careful, I guess, with how much you rely on things like that. I, yeah. Which is unfortunate. And, and there's so many, Orlando especially, so many jobs are dependent upon tourism that, you know, they needed to hopefully turn around quickly and, you know... Yeah. Well, mm-hmm. let's hope that happens for everybody everywhere. Yes. I mean, it's so scary, but oh, yeah. it's also, yeah, yeah, it is scary. So, I mean, it's funny because, you know, we're talking about something like Disney World when, you know, other people have, you know, this is a great first world problem to have. When can I go back to a theme park that I love? 
but at the same time oh i got real problems if you want to do yeah. a show about that right exactly <laughs> you know and, and we're not we don't want to minimize anyone's you know actual real problems we're just talking about something that's fun for us that we love and it's is a, is our happy place so it's an escape you know it is an escape and but it's a needed escape for so many people for so many different reasons yeah and it's just something that we all, I mean, I'm, I know you don't need it to live, but mentally, I mean, it, it's just so nice to have that place right. to go to and to hang out with and be a kid again. And I have full confidence that we will get back there. I just don't know the exact date. Yeah. Well, that's a good way to put it, Liza. <laughs> yeah. Alrighty. Um, if no one else has anything else to say, I'm going to turn everything over to Tony. Thanks, Chris. If you're going to go into quarantine, you might as well binge listen to old episodes of our show. And as always, I'll remind you that our podcast is sponsored by Main Street and More Travel. Check out their website, MainStreetAndMoreTravel.com. Request a quote and let Chris connect you with the right agent for your travel needs. You can find us on Facebook in the Mouse and More Podcast group. Liza, what's our Instagram handle? It is the Mouse and More Podcast. Adam, our Twitter? At the Mouse and More, Tony. Excellent. On behalf of Chris, Liza, Bridget, and Adam, this is Tony, and we are the Mouse and More Podcast. Stay safe, everybody. Bye. Bye.